0: Helping people cope with and overcome life's challenges. This is Life Transformations with Michael Hart, Canadian certified counselor and award winning psychotherapist. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of the Life Transformation Show. I'm Bettina Davelmar, your co host for today, and joining me in studio is the award winning psychotherapist Michael Hart of Elim Counseling Services. Today's show is about the upsides of a chaotic childhood. And maybe you've had a very difficult upbringing where you've had dreams, you've had goals. And uh, growing up, it was just so hard and that you were not able to maybe accomplish those goals. Or maybe you had a great upbringing. Maybe you had a great childhood but you work with children that may have had a very traumatic childhood. This show is also for you and will be very informative.
1: Welcome, Michael. Thank you so much, Bettina. It's so good to be on air again with you to do this very important topic. I know in the past we have talked a lot about the impact of childhood adversities, Mm -hmm. but this is such a good idea to do a show on the positive sides because it is not all bad for children who grow up in chaotic or household in which there are lots of adversities so today we are going to be looking at the upside of a chaotic childhood. But before we do that, let me welcome all of you listeners who have been faithful in listening to us week after week, but also our first-time listeners. If you are new to this show, if you have just tuned in and you're hearing us for the first time, we want to thank you for joining us on this episode of the Life Transformation Show. We want to let you know that we are on the air every Monday morning at 9.30 a.m. And a little bit about Elim. We are a professional counseling organization that provides professional counseling from a Christian perspective. You can learn a lot more about us by going to our website, elimcounselingministry.com. Elim is spelled E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com. Or if you'd like to call us, you can get a hold of us by dialing one 544 3546, and we are glad that you have joined us today to discuss this very important topic. I know that a lot of my listeners out there have had adversities in their childhood, and so we will be discussing what are some of the upsides of a chaotic childhood.
0: So, Michael, I wonder if you would have a scripture or two maybe that would... um be suitable for today's topic
1: we we find a number of Passages in the Bible that deals with childhood where, where people had adversities. We can think of Joseph, for example. Mm-hmm. It doesn't get any worse than that. Where right. your, your brothers are trying to, to kill you right. and they have to, to do a negotiation to decide that they are not going to kill you, but they are going to sell you into slavery. And so Joseph had adversity in his childhood, but we see from scripture that Joseph did not remain uh in a negative situation in other words his childhood adversities did not define him he went on to become very very successful he 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 rose to the to great heights in leadership in the land that he was in egypt where he was sold into slavery. So we we can see from that example, but we have other scriptural examples as well. We can think of many people don't think of King Melchizedek mm-hmm. as an example of a negative childhood, but we are told in scripture that King Melchizedek had neither father or mother. And I know that some of you theologians out there is going to put the spin on it that he was this mystic figure, <laughs> a type of Christ who descended from heaven to earth, and so therefore he had no beginning. But Scripture doesn't tell us that. Scripture tells us that he had no mother or father. In other words, when they tried to do a genealogy for King Melchizedek, they couldn't tell who was his mother or who was his father, Mm -hmm. but he rose to great heights to become a king. And I think that is just fascinating. We can think of Uh, Esther, for example, who didn't have a father, but she rose to the position of being queen, even in the land of her captivity. And so scripture is full of examples like those of people who overcame adversities and went on to great success.
0: And Michael, that's really interesting because you gave all these biblical examples, actually really great biblical examples um, you know, of Joseph and Esther. And I'm wondering if you could think of any modern day um, people who turned their chaotic, you know, childhood uh, into a positive one, to a positive outcome.
1: Well, I can think of a Tyler Perry, for example. Many people don't oh, yes. know that Tyler Perry uh, said that he suffered both physical And sexual abuse. And so here you have someone who could have been broken by Mm. their sexual abuse, by their physical abuse. But Tyler Perry tells a story that while he was being sexually abused and while he was being physically abused, he would go to this park in his mind, this place of fun, as a way of coping with his Mm. adversities. And I think... It is because of that creative capacity to imagine that we have many of these uh, these shows that many of us enjoy. Many of these shows are some of them of a Christian nature and good Christian messages. And so Tyler Perry is a good example of someone who a modern day figure who turned his adversity into something wonderful.
0: Hmm. So, Michael, you know, this is such an interesting topic And I'm wondering, um, you know, each stressful upbringing um, is stressful in its own way. Because those who emerge from such punishing childhood um, experiences, you know, damage, damaging uh, experiences, they may never live up to their full potential as adults. Sometimes we think that, that, that they wouldn't live up to their full potential as an adult. But you would admit, though, that there are some downsides
1: uh, to a rough upbringing? Absolutely, Bettina. I'm not here trying to make it sound wonderful like that if you have ha- had a rough upbringing, that there is no negative side to it. Like we know from studies that have been done that there are certain detrimental effects that can happen to people who have had uh, a rough childhood. For example, people who have been abandoned by a mother or a father can, in adult life, find it very hard to trust, and so they can have difficulties in in starting romantic relationships. For example, because they carry that same lack of trust into their adult relationships. Mm -hmm. People who have had adversities in childhood often do not have the same kind of foundation for success that others have had. Uh, Many uh, have dropped out of high school and have not gone on to higher learning because they didn't have the caring mother or father that could say it's important for you to do your homework, who had this vision for the child, this vision of the future. So I, I'm not by any means saying that there are not disadvantages. We, we have talked about uh, at length about those disadvantages in our past episodes, but today we want to, 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 to focus our attention on the other side because psychologists have been studying this other side and saying it's not all bad for children who have had adversities in their childhood
0: you're right Michael it is not all bad there is hope and so let's talk a little bit about what possible life benefits there could be for a child who has been has grown up in such a tumultuous uh, environment
1: I think one of the first thing that comes to mind is that if you are in a household where you do not have a mother or a father to Care for you, your survival uh instinct kicks in, and you become very good at surviving on your own. Mm-hmm. Many of my clients who have experienced severe neglect in their childhood talks about this ability to be to be creative. Many of these uh individuals would tell me that they learned to cook from they were 12 years old mm-hmm. because mom was not there and they had to be taking care of the younger siblings. So they become, some of them become very good in leadership abilities mm-hmm. because they had to learn to survive and to lead from a very nice. young age. And so uh, studies are now, have now been done by psychologists that also shows that people who have had adversities in their childhood tend to be better at adapting to changes than people who grew up in a household where everything was perfect, where they had no adversities. So this ability to to adapt is is one of the factors behind what uh, Mark Siri of the University at Buffalo found in that he said that people who have had adversities in their childhood had this greater resiliency than people who did not grow up in household with adversities. So it's not all bad. Those are some of the things that comes to mind. Other things that that comes to mind is that people can become more compassionate as a result of having suffered themselves. So that's another side. In one of our shows, and if you have missed this show, it's the show that we did with Cassandra Diamond, a sex trade, former sex trade worker who said she was sexually abused by, by her grandfather and by uh, men in, and children in her neighborhood growing up. but. This did not determine her future. She went on to start an organization for women to get women out of the sex trade. And so that organization that has been run out of Toronto is now helping women to get off the street and to get, get out of that kind of slavery and to have fulfilling lives themselves. So... A person's adversity can be the means by which they help others. And many of us in the church who have come from background where we were abused, where we didn't have uh, this this perfect past, we can be more compassionate and even more effective in helping others. Who are now just coming to faith and who are trying to leave their past behind. Because we know what it's like to struggle to break addictive habits. We know what it is like to struggle to get out of abusive relationships. And so people who are, who haven't been in that kind of a predicament can say all they need to do is just obey God. Why don't they just snap out of it and follow Christ? But people who have been through it will know that it's not. That's easy. It can be a challenge. If you have just joined us, you're listening to the Life Transformation Show. This is your host, Michael Hart of ELM Counseling Services. And today, we're talking about the upside of a chaotic childhood. And with me in is Bettina. And we, we have given out the numbers for our organization before, but just in case you miss it, if you'd like to get in touch with us, then please go to our website at elimconstantministry.com. Elim is spelled E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com. Or you can call us at one 544 3546 So again, we are discussing the upside Of a chaotic childhood, and asking the question as usual is Bettina. So, Bettina, where do you want to take it from here? What other questions do you have for me today?
0: Well, I just wanted to say that this is such an interesting topic. It's so great that we are actually touching this topic. And uh, just the fact that people who have gone through these very hard childhood circumstances can still be compassionate you know that is amazing it amazing is,
1: it is amazing yes. and i think you know one of one of the the reason why christ was so compassionate while the religious people the pharisees of the day they were quick to want to stone others to death is that he the bible tells us that he was touched by the feelings of our infirmity yes. so in other words being god He knew what it is like to be in every situation that we are facing. So he's coming from it from an experiential point of view, whereas the Pharisees were approaching the subject from a theoretical point of view. And so Jesus was able to have a lot more compassion. But one more thing that I think we need to say when we're talking about the upside of a chaotic childhood is that many of my clients have told me that because of abuse that they have suffered at the hands of pedophile or because they have been in prostitution in the past, they can spot people who are sexually depraved from a mile away. Mm-hmm. And so they will say that they can tell threat. And so that's one of the other upside. People who have been abused or people who, who have had chaotic childhood are very good at detecting threat and so they, they 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 can see danger and they can avoid danger where sometimes for children who have not had those experiences they can go like a lamb to the slaughter without realizing what they're getting themselves into and so a lot of children become street smart and can detect danger as a result of that. But what is what is interesting also, Bettina, and I want to talk about this before we leave this this part of the, the show, this question, because psychologists are now telling us that their stress can have a positive impact on the brain and that it can be conducive to certain types of learning. And what these psychologists have found in their studies is that Children who have not been through adversities can sometimes get stuck in doing the same thing the same way because they are so used to having things work in a certain way and they are so used to the to following things being instructions. following instructions yes. and being predictable that even when things are not working, they don't know how to change. But psychologists are telling us that for people who have been in chaotic childhood, that they are very good at adapting to change and knowing when something is not working and to change to something else. So I think that's a very good quality to to have. And that's that's one of the upside of being in a chaotic childhood. And we can see that from the life of Joseph in the scripture, because if you look at Joseph in how he adapted to the adversities when he was in Israel, how he adapted to being in prison. Hadn't he been sold into slavery and treated so badly by his brothers, he may have fallen apart Mm -hmm. in prison. But even in prison, he was sympathetic, compassionate to those who were suffering beside him because he knew what it's like to suffer.
0: And so, Michael, what practical advice regarding facing life challenges now as an adult uh, to those who had either one parent or both parents who contributed to a stressful, tumultuous upbringing? What practical advice would you have?
1: I think uh, first and foremost, it's important not to deny. We talk about Tyler Perry at the beginning of the show as someone who have gone through adversities and developed this good imagination because he had to daydream of being in a park while he was being sexually and physically abused. And we talked about how that helped him in his creative ability to come up with a script for movies and so forth. But let me say that had he gone into this place of denial where he just forgot about his his childhood and about his past he could have blocked everything out and that creative capacity could have been lost so i think it's very important to even though what you have gone through have been very stressful and very painful as painful as it might be it's necessary for you to embrace what you what you have gone through because until you embrace it, you cannot fully heal and move on to using it as a positive benefit. So it must have, first of all, be embraced.
0: That's right. So this is all I have in terms of questions. It's such a great topic. And I'm sure maybe later on we might revisit some aspects of this topic as well. Yes,
1: but I think it's it's there are other things that I could say about that as well about this uh, uh, what you need to do if you have been through that so it it's important to embrace embrace it first of all but I think it's also important to see if you can re rename what it is that you have been through because it's important that you you come up with a different meaning by renaming I mean coming up with a different meaning of what mm-hmm. you have, been through. And so instead of seeing what you have been through in a negative way, you can think about it as something that has prepared you for something in the future. Mm. So Joseph said it this way, when his brothers finally met up with him many years later, and they were fearful for their lives, and they thought that they were going to be punished by Joseph, who was now in a in a a position of great authority, uh Joseph said, You meant it for evil. But
0: God meant it. But for...
1: God meant it for good. Yeah. So he he reframed the suffering that he has been to and gave it a positive spin. The Apostle Paul did the same thing in the New Testament. The Apostle Paul talked about having this physical infirmity. The Bible doesn't tell us what the physical infirmity is, but this physical infirmity was referred to by Paul, the the Apostle Paul, as being a thorn in his flesh. And the Apostle Paul talks about how he prayed uh, three times for God to take this thing away from him, and God did not take this away. Now, If we just stop there, we could see that as failure. We could see that as frustration. Here I am. I am serving God. I'm giving my life for Him. I'm traveling to dangerous places. And why doesn't He heal me? I am the person who has healed others. And here I am. I have this sickness that I can not be healed of. That could have been a source of bitterness, bitterness. And frustration for the Apostle Paul, but the Apostle Paul reframed it, and he said that Christ's strength is made perfect in
0: our weakness, yes. in His weakness. Yes.
1: So, in other words, instead of being being bitter, he turned it around and says, "This weakness that I have is a fantastic opportunity for God to show Himself strong." The Apostle Paul also practiced renaming when he was in prison, and there were false prophets who were preaching that he wasn't a, a true apostle, and he could have been bitter in prison because these men were preaching to congregations that he had built, and he could have been there in, you know, in a pity party saying. Always me, I start these churches, and now there are people there mm-hmm. saying bad things about me. But the Apostle Paul said, you know, some men preach for good purposes, some preach for selfish purposes, but praise God, whatever me, whatever their motives, Christ's name has been glorified. Amen. And so he was able to put himself second and say, in all of this, Christ's name has been glorified glorified. So I think it, it's also important as we talk about uh, turning your adversities into success. It's also important not to spiritualize your adversity. I think that's a big problem in many of our churches. That's true. I talk to to uh, people who have lost children, for example, and they're spiritualizing it. And they're telling me With tears in their eyes that they are not sad because they know that their child is with Jesus. Where I can see that there is a well of pain building up on the inside that they are not getting in touch with. And you cannot really be healed until you acknowledge your pain. Do not spiritualize what you have gone through because God cannot take that brokenness and use it to your advantage until you acknowledge what you're going through. And we see this in the book of Job, uh, Bettina, where, where Job went through this tremendous series of suffering. He mm, lost yes. his health. He lost his wealth. Children. He lost his children, he lost his friends. He even had a wife that said to him it's better if you're dead. Why don't you just <laughs> curse on. God? That's a grounds for divorce I oh, think. Yes. Why don't you just <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you just curse God and die? And
0: die. Right?
1: And oh, so dear. Job uh went through this suffering but eventually came to a place in his life mm. where he made this fantastic statement about God. He said, "I have heard about him with the, with my ears, but now I see God with my eyes. In other words, his adversities has brought him into a closer relationship with God. And that's one of the other benefits of, of adversities, is that depending on how you deal with your adversities, it can draw you closer to God. Yes, so, But Job did not spiritualize his adversities.
0: No. no, he didn't. You know what? I really think too that Job at one point decided that he needed to have hope. He wasn't hopeless, so he needed to have hope and it's important to actually address that too that we do ha- we
1: do have hope. We do not have to be hopeless. Things can change. Absolutely. So things can change and so in the midst of our suffering, hope is what keeps us Going. So sure. even though Job friends were saying these bad things about Job that he must have sinned, Job never really gave up. Yes, he had his weak moments where he said it would be better if I had not been born and cursed be the man who the day when I was born. And why didn't God, you know, basically take my life from in the womb? So yes, he didn't spiritualize it. No. He went to all of those dark places. But in a sense, What Job was doing is that he was seeking God. He was seeking an answer from God. He was wrestling with God. He was not spiritualizing his condition. He was telling God exactly how he feels. And God is not interested in our pretty prayers or what sounds good. He wants to know what's really going on deep down with us. Yeah,
0: he wants to know our heart and he wants to have a relationship with us. And so... Yes, I do agree with that, Michael.
1: So God can take your ashes and he can turn it into beauty. Absolutely. But it all depends on what you do with your ashes. So I think it's important uh, for you to go back through this show and think about those things that we talk about, the ways mm-hmm. that you should deal with your adversities. and I am by no means trying to minimize what you have been through. And I know some of us are in the clutches of pain right now where this might seem far-fetched. But God has a plan for your adversities and he can use it to your success if you will bring it to him. So I see that we are quickly out of time today bettina so i want to thank you all my faithful listeners and new time listeners for joining us on this episode of the life transformation show and bettina thank you so much for being here with us on today's show thank you as well and so until i should give the numbers out before we go so so again (laughs) if you if you have just joined us you can get in touch with us at 1-877-544-3546 or you can go to our website at elimcounselingministry.com to find out more about us. And so until next time, this is your host, Michael Hart of Elim Counseling Services.
0: And Bettina.
1: Praying together that God would bless you in all your relationships and to keep you sound in mind and pure in heart.